On today's episode of The Good, Bad, and The Watchable, it's time for our Good, Bad, and Watchable segment. So we watched quite a few movies over the last two weeks now that summer's over, so we chat about all those and talk a little TV as well. Let's start the show. Twelve men have just discovered something. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live. Inside. Where no one can see it. Or hear it. Or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to. But it's vulnerable out in the open. It takes us over. And it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gotta listen to Gary? He can beat one of those things! It's time now for Good, Bad, and Watchable, where we get one minute each to talk about the movies that were good, the movies that were bad, and the movies that were just in between, just plain watchable. It's good, bad, watchable. Let's put a minute on the clock for our friend, Brother Mark, since uh, Boyle just did his review. Brother Mark, count us in. Start us off. Kick us off. Guys, I'm going to hit us with Elvis. Finally watched it. Good. I enjoyed it. Um, good for what it was. I uh, still have my complaints about it. I mean, Tom Hanks, phenomenal actor. He's so good that he can make me hate him, right? Like, it, it almost didn't feel like an Elvis movie. It's called Elvis. It's supposed to be about him, but I feel like we're really looking at it from Tom Hanks' character. Still good. I think it's a good movie. Done. It's like a go to the theater movie. <laughs> All right, Boyle. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, no I still have to see Elvis. I still haven't seen it. Boyle, you're good. Ready? Three. Wait, no, wait. I have to. You just reminded me of something. I saw a Shazam trailer the other day that made me want to stab my eyes out. No way. It's He made a joke when he's sitting at the table. I, I did a laugh out loud, but he's sitting at the table and he's like talking to whatever her name is. She's an older woman, big villain in the movie, whatever. And he goes, if I've learned anything, it's all about family. And then it zooms out like Fast and because he's like referencing the Fast and Furious yeah, movies, uh, and none of the family comes, dude. I was it was me and a couple in the theater, and I'm dying. I'm like, wow, that, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that just reminded me of it. I had to bring it up. I appreciate that, Boyle. Okay, Are you ready? Here we go. I'll try. <laughs> in three, two, one, go. I finally finished the Mission Impossible franchise, so I've got three for you. Mission Impossible Fallout, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That is at least five to six years of amazing Mission Impossible movies, if not longer. I don't know the actual. I suggest all of them. You got to watch these. They're just unbelievable thrillers. So worth it. Had them all on Blu-ray. Watched them all that way. And Woodstock 99 on Netflix. Very interesting documentary. I suggest uh, it was a good watch. I really enjoyed that. Done. 
Thank you. Uh, now, do you know that there are three Woodstock 99 documentaries that all came out within like a six month span? Netflix, HBO Max. What's the third? I think there was like another one on Apple. I'm not entirely sure though. But that makes sense, don't you think? Like, because when one comes out, they're all going to have the same footage, all going to want out. The, the thing is, uh, with my online research, it's like, you know, Netflix paints one picture and HBO Max paints like a completely different picture. Right. Whereas, like, where do they focus really? like, the blame on? Yeah. Wow. Whereas, like, one is like blaming, like, you know, the crowd when the other one's blaming like, the music. Okay, I guess it was just two. I could have swore there was like a third. I know the two. Yeah. Okay, my good in three, two, one. I finally saw the movie Margin Call. It's on Netflix. Really good movie about the, it's it, it pretty much captured, the bulk of the movie is like a 24 to 36 hour span covering, um, this giant financial firm on the day of the market basically beginning to crash that led to the recession in the late two thousands. Um, Paul Bettany's in this movie. Um, Zachary Quinto, Kevin Spacey, uh, a few other people, uh, you know, Jeremy Irons, really, really, really good movie. Highly recommend it. Stanley Tucci's in it. Really good movie. Uh, the world's end on HBO's on HBO max. I finally saw it for the first time. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, um, just, I, I just, when that crew gets together, like it was a little bit slow to get into, but once it gets going, you're like, all right, man, this is like classic them. And then finally the thing I've seen this movie like a bunch of times, but I finally had my annual rewatch of it. Fantastic. That's it for me. Time. Dude. 59 seconds. Oh, very Mark, good. Mark, you're bad. Are you ready? I'm ready to rock. I want to rock. <laughs> I want to rock. Rock. Uh, three, two, one. The invitation. Uh, the 2022 one. Uh, played out storyline. Uh, you know, girl down on her luck. No family. Like, you know, mother recently died. Nobody else, like, to turn to. Does like 23 and me finds like you know a random like affluent like British like cousin? They invite him over, yeah. It's like you know, classic like vampire story. And there are some decent moments, but just not enough to carry the film. I felt that the acting was very like hammed up, campy, and it just did, like didn't like it. I was like, I'm going to forget about this. Like, I'm going to forget that I saw this. So the invitation 2022 is not, not good. Totally forgettable. Bad. Don't watch it. Done. I will skip it. I saw your review and I, I was so bored reading your review. Which is, <laughs> I think one sentence. I was like, Oh, that was yeah. like, I just shared this clip for no reason for you guys. I'm about to play it. Dude, I have one of my favorite jokes. 
I don't watch Iron Chef. You know what was great is that guy was one of the main bad guys of John Wick 3. Yes. Yes, he was. So great. I just loved it. Oh, such a good franchise. There's a YouTube video of like all his like best calls like during Iron Chef. Oh, I've seen some of those. One of my favorite like beers obviously up there. But like Dungeness Crab always sticks with me. <laughs> he goes like all out hand motions. Dungeness Crab. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love Iron Chef. <laughs> I know. So good. Uh, the beer thing just gets me every time. Boy, you're bad. Are you ready? I guess. I have never in the history of movies walked out on a movie until this one, boys. We met we met the match and it was David Bowie's oh I guess David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream. Moon Age. Moon Age Daydream. Well, I call it whatever I want because it was crap. Is the stinky who on the bottom of the shoe? I went with Sean and Randy to the point when I saw Randy at football yesterday, he looked across the room at me and goes, Hey, Boyle, how about that Bowie movie? <laughs> because we all, one hour into a two and a half hour movie, looked at each other and said, Yeah, I'm over this. It was. I'm taking way longer than I, but I'm, it needs to be said. It was so overstimulating in the weirdest way. It was like so loud. And he was like trying to be philosophical with like these things that the, the way that they like used his quotes and stuff and that he was like a God. And it was like watching his concert, but then it would like flash into like almost his music video. It was weird. Honestly, I just, I went into it blind. I didn't know David Bowie. I thought I was going to actually learn something. I didn't, and it wasn't great, and we ended up leaving. Plus, it said HBO documentary at the beginning of it, making me think this will be coming streaming soon. So if I wanted to finish it, I could, but I don't. It was bad, and I'm done. Thank you, Boyle. So highly rated on Letterboxd. One of the reviews of someone I follow said, it's a film where patience is rewarded greatly, achieving a sort of cosmic zen as it moves slowly along. Guys, <laughs> I'll just, I'll text it. I, honestly, Boyle, your view right now makes me only think of one response, which is Michael Scott when, um, when Pam, he's dating Pam's mom and Pam says, please stop dating my mom. And he goes, I'm only going to date her harder I'll tell you now. this. And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, I think you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I think you know what that means. I know what you mean. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, the way I could describe it was if somebody crack made this movie because it was so quickly disorganized. And so I felt so fast and like, but then the sound was, it was just weird. It was very, very weird that like, it almost felt like I should have been on something to this movie. Like it was just the weirdest experience. You can ask Sean and Randy next time you see them. Just it wasn't great. It was weird. It was a waste. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. My bad. In three, two, one. 
I wouldn't say that this movie was bad, but as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I can see why no one really took the time to show me this movie. It's a uh, movie from the 90s called The Frighteners. You can see it on Peacock. It stars uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, I'm a Michael J. Fox stan. Uh, shout out to Dave Allen. I know he is as well. Uh, but this movie just is just so kind of like tonally off. Like it's almost like doing like a Tim Burton impression at times. It just it's a little bit over the map for me. I I just thought it was okay. Like I gave it like a six out of ten. It's it's not awful, but you're just like oh this could have been more like better. But in terms of watching a movie on a plane to get you into spooky season, you could do way worse. The Frighteners, you know, kind of gets you in the spirit of the ho- uh, Halloween holiday just a little bit. So time. Ninety six. Um, Mark, you're watchable. Will you do us the well, honor, sir? Let's do this. Uh, three, two, one. It's with much chagrin that I say that this movie is merely watchable because I feel like I could come around to this. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Good cast. Uh, I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, Rachel Senate. Seno, she's good. Pete Davidson's in it. Um, this is a Gen Z satire. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm not up to date enough, like on like this kind of humor, but it fell flat for me many times. Uh, it, it got such good reviews like across the internet and everything. I was so excited to see this. I just felt like a lot of it was like dumb. I wasn't hitting for me. I'm kind of upset about it, but I'm reading some of the other reviews and it's like, Oh, you know, cult classic. I'm like, maybe I should look at it like this way. Whereas like, it's not good. on like first viewing, but when I revisit it later, maybe it'll be better. So that's why it gets the watchable for me. It's a watchable has its moments, but not good by any means. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's always tough that the the hype of a movie can just be cruel or or work in your favor. So that's a little disappointing. Boyle, you're watchable. Sure, take it away, buddy. Three, two, one, go for it. All right, Mission Impossible three. They brought it back after the second one. It was way better. And shout out to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, me time. Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. I thought it was actually pretty funny and an enjoyable, watchable comedy in sort of night. Um, but that is my sort of humor. But I think you guys will enjoy it. it. Gives you that almost other guys vibe ish kind of that sort of thing. Just obviously not nearly as funny, but still watchable. Daytime. This was the um, zombie killing with um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Um, actually, I enjoyed this. This was good. Uh, this was to me, I threw it in watchable because I don't think it's as well as a good, but you guys should watch it. I think you'll enjoy it too. Mark, great t- lunchtime thing. Um, and last, Delivery Man. Um, this is an old Vince Vaughn comedy. I've seen bits and parts before. I finally got to watch pretty much all of it. I fell asleep the last 10 minutes, but I've seen it before. So I threw this in here so I could finally give it a score. Um, it's a six out of 10 to me. I know not many people like this movie, but he cracks me up throughout it. I, you know, it's, it's a soft six. It's like, this one's going down a little bit, but when I was watching it, I was cracking up and I could watch this again and still probably laugh. So, um, yeah, it'd probably go lower. Now that I think about it, once I say my score, I instantly get down on it, but yeah, that's it. 
All right. Just a quick correction. Boyle meant day shift, the Jamie Foxx uh, Netflix movie. Oh, what did I say? Daytime. Oh, day shift. Thank you. Day was the most. I think I gave that a watchable as well, Boyle. Did you? I didn't know you saw that. I think I did. I started the first 20 minutes of the movie and told everybody at Coco Condo, I'm going to bed. It was like 1230 and they were like, yeah. So and I never finished it. Okay. I led, I led the charge. I was that like, one was really like sneaky long. I was like a conductor at a parade. I was like, time for bed. Okay, so what just happened in my ears is an assault. Um, you guys can't hear it, but uh, I have Letterbox pulled up on my other monitor and headphones in, and in a, a pop up ad with sound just started playing in my ear and just scared the you know what out of me. There you go. I didn't that know they could do that. That was my watchable. I'm just kidding. All right. My watchable in three, <laughs> two, one. I am an FBI agent. I rewatched Point Break last night. So after you guys left a uh, football party, like it was kind of funny. Like everyone slowly started to leave, but then finally left behind was me, Butler, and Dane. And we started watching the thing. And then Stevie came uh, through. And then eventually Ray came back. Ray left and then he came back. Uh, Ray came back at the very end of the thing and we watched uh, Point Break. And watching Point Break with friends shifted my initial rating from a 6 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. Something about watching it with the boys just made Point Break so much more enjoyable. What a fun movie. Yeah, it's not Oscar worthy, but just something about it and something about Bodie. You know what I mean? Patrick Swayze. So Point Break, very enjoyable. Keanu Reeves, classic. Even a watchable it's a fantastic movie. I had to do something. I had to put something in the watchable category. If I have to pick between good and watchable, between The Thing and Point Break, I'm putting The Thing under good. That's a 9 out of 10, that movie. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's a good movie. Point Break is adjacent. <laughs> We're talking about two nines here. I said what I said. <laughs> I'll right. take you four. <laughs> Boyle, you're rewatchables. List them off, man. All right. That's my boy on Netflix. Still funny. Tommy yes. boy saw it on TV. Yes. Absolutely hilarious. The bees! The bees! One of the greatest all-time things I've ever seen to get away with uh, something with a cop. Uh, Talladega Nights, HBO. It's not as funny as I used to remember it, actually, and I didn't really enjoy it as much as I used to, which was very surprising. It definitely has its moments very funny. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's one of his weaker movies. He does better. Um, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, Disney Plus, Mark just get flabbergasted. Uh, Doc Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on Disney Plus. Rewatch this again. Um, I need to start doing this more. I need to start watching Marvel movies a second time because there's a different appreciation. I think like we've talked about on the show before, when you watch it your first time, it's very overwhelming and in a good way where you immediately want to give everything a great score because you're like, wow, this was awesome. And then you watch it back afterwards and you're like, it was a good movie, but maybe there were some things I didn't like. I will say I still liked Doctor Strange. I don't know if I liked it as much as an eight out of 10 as I think I originally gave it or something. I'd have to relook at that, but it was definitely still a watchable movie to me. Nonstop with Liam Neeson and an old movie flying in the plane. He's a thing, whatever. He's a target classic Liam Neeson. Who cares, right? It's him. He's on a plane. Go watch it. It's a fun little watchable. Good thing to watch when you're falling asleep. Denzo. Thanks, Boyle. I've got some watchables myself. Oh, yeah? What do you got? I have Crazy Stupid Love. 
Ooh, I need to that watch could, that. That could be my favorite rom com of all time. Wow, mm-hmm. I think it is just fit. every time I rewatch it, it gets better and better. It's hilarious. That's a it's incredible. Like it takes you through a roller coaster of emotions. It's funny. It's awkward. It's heartwarming. It's heart wrenching. Mm. It it takes you through it like a gauntlet of emotional reactions. I think it holds up incredibly well. And eleven years old. Yeah, it. I didn't like rewatching it again because I hadn't seen it in so long. It's like I forgot how good that movie is. I think we have a bigger appreciation for a lot of these movies now, too. Now that we're 30, we're older and we get a lot more of them, too. We're in different places when we first watched them. And we like, like, yeah, we appreciate it. We liked them. But now you, there's parts of them you can relate to. And you're like, holy mackerel, yeah, like oil. I'm an adult and this makes sense. Couldn't have said it better. You absolutely nailed it. Because this came out when we were, what, like high school, 19, college? 19. Yeah, like college I, yeah. I saw this movie in a theater in 2011. I remember where I was when I saw it. Yep. yep. And so, it, it was like funny then, but like now that we're like exactly how Boyle said it, we're 30. We understand a lot more of the nuance like of the situations that they've been through. We can really appreciate the effort that went through with this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it holds up well. It's great. We were I, closer to the babysitter's age uh, than Steve Carell's age. Dude. Yikes. Because, all right. So now that you say that, like watching it, like the rewatch, I was like, she is a child. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. right? So now that you just said that, like when we first watched it, like that, like I had that such a crush was, on her watching it the first that time. That was us. Like what? I yeah. would say my number one rom com is still La La Land. It does that does that really? classify? Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, that's to me not a rom com because it's I, a drama. I, it's, yeah, yeah, it's okay. a drama. That's fair. I'm so trying to squeeze it in there. I, yeah. da, 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 she da, da, was da, da, da. the babysitter was great in Vengeance. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Vengeance. Like, you know what? Uh, Playing a person that was strictly flashbacks. Yeah. Boyle, you know who we're talking about? I gave that just a seven. Mm. But I looking back, like it's good, but it's a seven. Right. Oh my god, Joey King was in Crazy Stupid Love. She must have been a baby. Boyle, Boyle, do you remember? the woman that is dead at the beginning of vengeance. That is his ex like girlfriend. Kind of she's dead. The entire movie. You just see her through like video flashbacks and stuff. The dead one. Yeah. Okay. You're giving me a lot of enthusiasm right now. She was the babysitter in crazy, stupid love. Right. Oh, guys. Also killing uh, me right now. She's only four years older than us, Mark. Really? Yeah. November of 88. Good for her. Oh, I know her. She's a smoke show. Uh, Welcome to the conversation, Boyle, of who we were talking about. <laughs> Speaking of smokes, um, one of my favorite actresses, Marissa Tomei. Crazy yes. Stupid. That's right. Great cast in Crazy Stupid Love. Great cast. Great cast. Kevin Bacon. 
the guy who wrote this crazy stupid love is the guy who wrote this is us really that show yeah think about that yeah this is us did wonders for me uh in new york i guess i look like the the main actor oh yeah that's right milo like uh milo uh ventimiglia yeah but boyle knows him as um what's what's his name boyle in heroes What's his name? Peter Petrelli. Right. I'm there now. I'm picturing him. I just don't know his actor name. Wait, is his actor name Matt or Matthew? Are you talking about the show? Yeah. And heroes? Peter Petrelli. Mm. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Boy, this is our show. I know. This is devastating to me. Oh, we're still we're talking about your guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I honestly completely was zoned out for a minute. There. I was looking at something else. <laughs> Couldn't tell. You seem totally with it. <laughs> All right, my my uh, stuff. We want to shout out because uh, we're. I'm skipping to the TV thing, Boyle, because I forget that there's a TV section. Um, the Bear on Hulu. Oh, I love the bear. Yeah, I finally dove in. I, I, maybe I have two episodes left. I watched the series episode, episode six. Um, oh boy, that show, man! It, like you, like it really puts you in a mindset while watching that show. And I think all of us have had moments in that show that match stuff that happens in our life, where uh, like you're just like putting your head down for like hours at a time for a job that you just got to wake up and do again, but it's like your passion, but it's also could be like whew, taking a lot at, well, man, such a good show. The bear it's on Hulu. It, the hype is real on that show. I really like it a lot. Um, shout out to cousin. I like cousin and uh, no spoilers on who plays Michael, the brother. Uh, but when he shows up at the beginning of episode six, you're like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like No way. I was like, no way. Um, it, it felt like another movie all over again. I'll just leave it at that. So, uh, that's it. Any other movies or shows anybody else wants to talk about? I do, uh, but I, was, I didn't know. What? I, I got into the handmade show. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, wild, uh, very dark, not a Sunday night viewing. <laughs> That'll give you the scaries. Really? Yeah, it's it's dark. It's very messed up. Uh, also, I'm enjoying House of Dragons. Having a good time. Me too. Having a good time. I got. A, I'm on episode five now or four. Six, four six or aired five. last night. I, I'm I still know. watching episode six right now. Um, yeah, I, I'm up to date. It's good. I'm a big Matt Smith guy. Hard not to like. I think he's a good TV actor. His movies not great. Morb. I counter with Morb. Yeah, it's Morbin time. He was so cringy in Morbius. I can't even joke that I enjoyed it. Mm. That dancing scene, I was so uncomfortable. No, I I love that scene. Like, Morbius I, is on Netflix. Might yeah, need to rewatch. Watch it four more times. Uh, you know, I, there is someone out there who, for Letterbox clout has watched Morbius every single day for the rest of this year. So at the end of the year, they're going to be like, I watch Morbius every day this year. And this is my thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, that person's out there. Yeah. Do you I guys mean, watch the YouTube video of the guy who went to see Morbius seven days in a row? Yes. You watched it, Mark. No. Hilarious. I watched it with my parents. We were dying laughing. 
I've never seen it. He came out each time just being like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> saw it by himself most of the times when he watched it one time with his friend. Yeah. All right. Um, the, the funniest thing they ever did, though, was when Jared Leto going full self-aware. It was like Morbius 2. It was Morbin time. Like a big script. He was like, like, don't look at this. If all we got out of Morbius was that skit, it was all worth it. Worth it. Like, you know what? Good for, honestly, for the people Morbius were probably like upset that the movie didn't do well and is critically reviled and people think it's awful. But it became such a big meme that that's an accomplishment in and of itself right there. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. So, all right, guys, let's wrap up the show. Uh, over the next two weeks, uh, wait, Mark, the movie that you saw was The Invitation, not The Initiation, correct? The Invitation, My not God. to be confused with, like, I think it's 2016, same title movie. This is 2022. Oh, the, the, that, the Invitation that I saw was a good, good Yeah, that one thriller. was good. That was good. That's Jason Bateman. Oh, wait a minute. Or was that The Gift? Oh, was that the gifts? Yeah, the invitation uh, was the one that the another guy. Movie. Yeah, there's another movie that's called the invitation. Yeah, and it's a good one. These orbs, man, what the heck? It's um, that one is the one where the guy gets invited to his ex's housewarming party or something like that. Yes, and like still go, yeah, and stuff goes down. Yeah, I mean it's bananas. That was good. All right, over the next two weeks we have Blonde. The Marilyn Monroe movie, which I heard is I will be nuts. watching that the second it drops. <laughs> You'll just be refreshing Netflix. Yep. Uh, we got Bros, Hocus Pocus yes. 2 later this week. Very excited for both of those. Uh, Smile, we saw the trailer for that. Um, eh. The marketing that they're doing for Smile, phenomenal. is outrageous. They're, yeah. They are doing a full court press. Oh my God, there's a movie called Spirit Halloween, the movie. I'm intrigued. I'm in. Uh, also coming out on Friday. I mean, Friday's loaded. We got uh, the greatest beer run ever also coming out on Friday. Ooh. I saw the trailer for that. Like ridiculous, but I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to watch okay. it. Um, Spirit Halloween, the movie looks exactly how it sounds. Uh, and then between now and the next episode, we have Mr. Harrigan's phone, Deadstream, um, so our next episode would be what October. Oh, and also before our next episode, Amsterdam comes out, which I yes. don't know if that's going to be good. I have bad feeling about that movie. I'm just excited to see it. Yeah, I know. I hear you, boy, 100. percent But that's I just bad. and we're getting to Oscar season too soon, aren't we? Or is Oscar season officially been pushed now? No, Boyle. I really think that Oscar movies do not really like hit until December these days. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I think these October movies are movies that are made for adults, but aren't quite Oscar movies. Gotcha. Sad. All right, guys. All right. So for Mark DeSisto, Nick Boyle, I'm Nick Rojas. Good, bad, watchable. Find us on social media. You know where to find us. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Future congrats to Mo and Kayla.